What would you do if someone tried to alternate your sense of reality? What would you do if someone spoke in volumes and everything that you said fell on deaf ears? Imagine the amount of tears that have fallen from my eyes as I speak about things that are no surprise in every single black community. We understand why unity speaks volumes. We understand why black lives mean so much. We understand why when we rise, we feel touched by God. We understand how blessed it feels to be in love deep inside of your chest because so many people have strived a lifetime just to feel the resemblance of that warm embrace. We understand the face of grace. We are and forever will be a united legacy. And so I speak of how I digress in ways that have pushed my soul to the test and I push and persevere for things that are near. For I understand as these tears have dripped down my face that I will replace anger from you into love in my face. I will replace the imagery of people that do not align with me. For I choose to have a sunny predisposition. I choose to see the world as my mission. I choose to be. Hey, you guys, I just wanted to put this out there. This is like my rendition of my own personal, um, my personal documentation station. So this is one of the personal excerpts that I wanted to hit out there. And this is to whom it may concern. My name is Tamara. And I'm writing you in reference to my outrageous subpar conflicting treatment at Albany Family Court System. During a panel meeting required to receive a psychological mental health assessment, I was waiting on since June 27, 2019. My first meeting with this doctor, his name is Dr. Rigberg, was adjourned. He said he had to testify in court. He stated that he called me that morning to notify me that he had to reschedule. I did not get that message, nor did we converse while I sat in the air in the waiting area for a half hour as he sat in his office with the door closed. My next meeting with Dr. Rigberg, rescheduled the first, was July 5, 2019. And at the end, I was eccentrically passed, as per his words, verbatim. This is Friday prior to court. Dr. Rigsburg's demeanor changed dramatically from my husband's June 5th, 2019, in respect to him strongly insisting that I admit my way of dealing with Richard and my family and my identity theft, the cyber stalking, the banking issues with money coming out of my husband's unemployment account, um, just chunks of money just disappearing. Um, my childcare business being uploaded on a web, losing the integrity of my employee modular business. Um, my husband and I were having bank accounts and other accounts created, um, and our joint account, our hassle-free joint account was being drained through various activities and overpayments. So Richard and I, my husband, 
are professionals. I am licensed through New York State as a um, practical nurse, and my husband is a Mason. So I've been a practical nurse since 2013. I passed my boards in 2014. I got my licensure. Um, my husband is uh, 30 years of masonry, and he's about to turn 60. So we are residents here for over 20 years of, of um, suburbia here in South Colony. But both of us, um, we do not possess a history of mental illness. I have never been in trouble except for one time in my life. And this is in 2010. And it was a DWI. For a DWI conviction. No parole. No probation. No drug court. This is because I was a victim of a Ruthie. I was raped and beaten at the Willow. I stopped to have a celebratory drink alone Got my final done for nursing school. I had got a, a 96, I believe, on that exam. So I was I was stoked. Anyway, this happened in Minion. So I asked for a certificate of relief. And instead of probation, I wanted to pay my debt, my dues to society and to move on. So I asked for jail time. I wanted to move on to nursing school and be a good mother. I felt that 80 days was fair for a DWI. No priors, nothing since, and this is in 2020, in 2010. Now, no previous records with CPS were founded in reference to child abuse or, or neglect ever in my case, okay? However, this meeting, the tone was abrasive. And the reason why it was abrasive is because this was, if not condemning to say the least, I was addressed in a passive degrading manner spoken as to as though I, I had already been assessed to have that I had not already been assessed to have a within normal limits assessment but rather that I had failed and the first meeting that I had with Katie Warren she took the head of the meeting and told me until I got counseling for my untreated mental health issues in the community, I will not get my children back. She refused to give me the documentation or notes presented to the judge. I was told that I would never see anything that they, per that they were permitted to hand into the judge. And to this day, those words have stood true. How can one defend themselves is what I asked myself. But what I wrote on this paper is how can how can I defend myself or Richard himself without the paperwork evidence? Please read the attached paperwork and understand my children have been being coached. Now when I say that the children had been being coached, and I'm not going to read the whole entire letter to you guys. That's just the first page. Okay, it's two it's just one page front and back. But that's just the first page. This letter was enough to cause me termination of my visitation so I have not seen my children since September 18th 2019 I created my business in February 2020 but this business has been long-standing for a very long time the reason why I went the reason why I even ever had to have this psychological evaluation is because I went to the police station because a crime was being committed against me. I called 911 in the middle of a hood, okay, at my apartment, because my apartment got robbed, and they tried to act like it was, you know, like it was my fault. Quite frankly, I understand why people in the black community have 
grown a severe mistrust for people within the black community, especially cops. But then I can understand why people in the black community want to try and bring people back over. I can't blame one bad situation for everything bad that has happened in my life because good things have come from bad. Okay, but no good has ever come from putting good after bad. So it's time for me to take a different forum. I'm at my wits end. So it's time for me to ask my friends to listen to the cry for justice. Because it's right now. I'm going to flood this podcast with as many podcasts as I possibly can in rendition to and dedication to my children. On June 6th, there is an order put in for termination of parental rights. I have not seen my daughters because of an order of protection that never existed, that they claim was written for things that I never said and things that I never did. The ability to differentiate between fact and fiction has been so overwhelming to say the least, that the most that I can say is to suffer in silence is to suffer forever. To speak up and to be acknowledged is to be empowered by the moment. I'm choosing to speak up now because my patience is running thin and my time is limited. Life is not only for the living, but life is life. And to create a criteria of to create a criteria of abuse, a criteria of neglect, a criteria of abandonment, okay? And physical abuse, sexual abuse, physiological abuse. It is abusive to put a child inside of counseling for years for something that never happened. That's, that's psychological abuse. That is something that should be revered by every single court as not just detrimental to the child, but that should be revered as every single court as a criminal action, an action of ill intent or, mal- or malicious intent, okay? but an action that should be prosecutable to the fullest extent of the law, especially if it's done by an official of the law that is representing the law in that capacity. So basically what I had is I had a psychological evaluation with a man who didn't even have time to show up to give me my psychological evaluation. What I'm stating to you is, if you have a psychological evaluation done, you're not supposed to have a panel. It's supposed to be you and a doctor, not you, a doctor, and 20 other people. Not you, a doctor, and 10 other people. Not you and a doctor and 5 other people. A psychological evaluation is supposed to be done on an unbiased forum. That means that it, this means that if I walk in to get a psychological evaluation done, that doctor should be able to do that psychological evaluation without collaboratives. Because if you're going to do collaboratives, then you need to do testing on the people that are giving collaboratives. You have to ask the people, how do you feel about this person? How does this person, what has this person done? I mean, 
you can read in someone's letter, you can read in someone's paperwork and depict a severe, nice, nasty, so to speak. Okay. A profound profanity. All right. That's underlying a nice, so to speak. But what I'm going to say is, after all the things that I have endured, I'm going to tell people out here that are fighting with CPS, people that are fighting for their lives, people that are fighting for their freedom, people that are fighting to be remembered, that when you are speaking, you are not speaking on deaf ears, that no one has forgotten you, that you have never been alone. That we have always been here. We do not move. We do not sway. We stand. And we stand for a reason. The first evaluation that I got, my first psychological evaluation was done at a police station. That psychological evaluation, no matter what they did, it said that the kids were not in imminent danger and that we were not in imminent danger. After that evaluation was done, the, so the caseworker, Bridget Evans, asked at the police department, the medical crisis t- um, technician or the team, to call the hotline because I passed my evaluation and have the children removed anyway. She circumvented my rights. She circumvented the process so that she can get the kids any way, shape, or form. Within 18 hours, I had um, paperwork for intent to remove. This happened on May 6th that I came home. The stalking and everything happened in April. And they were concerned about my children during spring break. That was the week that they claimed that my children didn't show up to school. By the way, my three-year-old wasn't enrolled in school, but they stated that they believed that she needed to be around children her age. I don't care what your beliefs are. That's a personal opinion. And your personal opinions are not warranted. I don't care if you have a degree or not. They're not warranted when it comes to parenting. Personal opinions and, and parenting are two totally different things. I reserve the right to parent the way that I decide I'm going to parent, regardless of whether you like it or not. I'm the parent. The law of parenting does not, the law of, the law of the land does not supersede the law of parenting. Saying that someone went to a police department and asked for help is not a reason to take children out of a home for three years. A child that has a 95.5 average should have never been strip searched inside of her school because you acted like she had a mental illness. Because she defended her mother. Mommy will not give up. Mommy will continue to fight. Daddy will not give up. We did not leave you alone. Because of a fictitious order of protection, we have not spoken to our children in years. Our children believe they are abandoned. Our children have had dreadlocks in their hair to the point where they've had to have their hair cut. They have had thrush in their mouths to the point an 11-year-old had thrush in her mouth at the foster care. They put her in a group home that had men in it. 
and then told me she was sexually abused while she was being carted back and forth by a Liam Staley from Berkshire Farms. Now I'll be danged. It takes a community to raise a child, does it not? Well, I hope someone in this community hears me speaking about the atrocities that have happened here in Albany, New York. I hear so I hope someone understands that I I created this system of motherly motherly blessings care was derived off of my mother's image. And that I will let no man, woman, child degrade my mother, my family's imagery. You will not make us nutty. You will not make us something that we are not. You can state whatever you want to state in this world. But I'll tell you right now, the free sharing of misinformation has been the detriment of our society from the core. And if I am wrong, may God strike me dead. And I know he's not going to. I have documentation that these children, while they were being harmed, that they were telling the court that that the children were still with me. They had my youngest daughter calling the foster mother mommy. And when they would come to the visits, I heard this man, Liam Staley, tell my daughter. He said, your mother doesn't want you speaking to her anymore. And my daughter got pissed off and said, that's not my mother. The psychological warfare that our children are being exposed to on a daily basis in some of these foster homes and some of these group homes and some of these kinship cares that they're still being forced to deal with from the constantly badgering and the, tri- and the trials and the trauma and the errors from the medications that you've given people that have made them misalign with their core value. You diminish and degrade and devalue my children based on whim because I went to the police station to tell them about my home being my home being robbed my home my possessions my mother passed away all of her clothes were taken my daughter's father passed away in 2018 all of his clothes were taken out of there laptops phones jewelries money paperwork the integrity of my business. Maybe if I was white, it might have went right, but I'm not. I grew up in an all-white community, and shame on me for thinking that I was the equivalent too. Shame on me for thinking that someone in this community has as much integrity as me. Shame on me for asking for the police to do their jobs and investigate where the stuff was, where what was happening with this stuff. And if you're not going to do it, because by the way, the funniest thing is, I never talked about a cat. But it's written on every single piece of paper that I'm looking at. Oh, she says the cat's their security. The cat takes them down to, down to Washington. The cat guides them around. The cat tells them if things are good or bad, that I'm in, I'm in hotel rooms talking about stuff. Where do you get this type of information from? And when can people truly not understand that it doesn't matter what, and pardon my, my cursing, but it doesn't matter what the fuck I said 
three years ago. You have no excuse for me to not see my children today. W.T. Fudgens. What the fudge is going on here when it's okay for people to go years without seeing their kids, but then to be labeled? By the way, just to let you know, if you use the system the way they've used the system, you've exploited time as, and by, by the way, time is not your best friend, not when it comes to documentation, unless you're constantly documenting with them. But because they're on the inside, and this meaning they, meaning CPS, is on the inside of Albany Family Court, their clerks can pull paperwork a lot quicker. That order of protection has circumvented me from doing anything with my children for years. So I decided with the Legacy Passion Protection Program that I will never allow this to happen to anyone else. Not people that are deemed to be um, unfit, not people that are deemed to be negligent, not people that are deemed to be. I will not judge you. This is a no judgment zone. You cannot help people inside of the mental health field if you are judging them. I talked to a psychologist and he stated to me based upon the paperwork that he received, by the way, he didn't receive any of mine. No joke. But he told me that based upon the paperwork that he received, which I'm going to tell you is probably the equivalent to two to five phone books. And I'm not talking about the little ones. I'm talking about the old fashioned phone books. So about two to five phone books worth of information over the years. And I'm being very liberal, being very modest with this, okay? You have all that information stacked up against someone, and and it's not even really stacked. It's just a, a slanted slope to begin with. When you think that it, it's like it's not being naive, but it's wanting to think that people are the best of people. Do you understand what I mean? Like, I understand that people are good people, but to be the best that you possibly can be, sometimes you have to understand that there are scumbags in this world and that scumbags come in every shape, size, and form. And that some of these scumbags have official titles. And that some of these scumbags have caused great pain in black and poverty communities. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm not giving up, you guys. But I'll tell you right now, be careful of what you wish for. Because sometimes when you wish for someone to stand up and speak, you might be shocked about what they actually say. Thank you guys so much for listening. This podcast is continuous, so I'm not going to say listen to the next episode. I'm just going to say, truth be told, this is why we have a cry for justice on Motherly Motherly Blessings Care Legacy Passion Protection Program. There are so many people in the black community and in, in, in poverty communities that have been exposed to the realm of reality that has been interchangeable with people's underlying agenda. What I'm saying, too, is there are so many people that have been victims of society 
victims of the malintent of people that have been put in political alignment, people that have been put into official alignment, people that have been put into a doctorate alignment. There are people that have been put into so many different positions in order to harm people within the society if they cannot learn to if they cannot learn to hear fact from fiction. A CPS worker is given immunity, immunity to free share information. That information that they free share, that is not the, the freedom of speech and the, and the ability to free share are not one within the same. Okay. Your freedom to speak is your freedom to speak on things that do not defame, slander, or libel, or, or um, take away from someone else. If you use your speech to defame, libel, and slander someone to gain monetary effects from it, as in opportunistic effects, promotions, monetary um, advancement, things of that fortitude or multitude. Well, that, my friend, is criminality at its best. That sounds like the CPS test. See, the funniest thing is, is that I know that CPS has to be here for children that are truly being abused. Don't get me confused. But I'm also aware that CPS has mismanaged and um, they have mismanaged as well as misappropriated many services prophylactically for people and have rendered them prophylactically and then come back in the, in, in the long run after they've rendered them and stated, now you accept this for something that I've already rendered. If you give children services and the children speak at these services, but the parents didn't okay those services, those services should have never been rendered, especially if the parents still have rights. The rights of the parents have been circumvented within this case time and time and time again. Untreated mental health illness, once it has been issued, once it has been tied in with, once it has been even stated, it causes such a muddied water effect with whoever is speaking that you automatically get this, well, we got to have more. We got to have more. We got to have more. You can't just make a decision right now. I spent $2,000 on getting a psychological evaluation that basically told me that they used all the information from CPS and none of the information from which I spoke upon, okay, and none of the information from which I gave to the to the court, all right, not even my attorneys can get, my attorneys from my law firm can get the information from the court. My attorney told me that yesterday. We've been waiting six months. I have trial on Monday. How can I defend myself in a court of law if I'm not even allowed due process? I wasn't even allowed to come inside of the courtroom and listen to the, the reprehensible regurgitations of the nastiest malintentive information that has ever been put, spewed across the history of CPS. The allegations of sexual assault by a father, by a grandfather, a, a veteran, a baby boomer, a veteran, a man that has a that has that has saved people, a man that has has dedicated his life towards people. You're going to tell me that a veteran deserves the same kind of treatment 
as an untreated mental health patient. You're telling me that it's impossible for people. Actually, and this is the craziest thing. The paperwork that I have states that my dad was the was the sexual abuser. That was what the the um the caseworker stated. But my dad's gotten visitation. My dad's got the ability to speak to the kids. But me and the father do not have the ability because of an order of protection that, by the way, never, ever existed. So the reason why I'm talking about this case is because I have not gone into settlement mode. No one wants to talk to me. So I figure I'll talk to you guys. I'll put a lot of stuff on. I'm going to go to Facebook as well. And I'm going to do some other things until people start to realize that I will not go silently into the night about the atrocities that have happened to my family.